down your Victrolas and stop worrying about Lithuania. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau from 1923. Coming at you from 100 years ago, where we file reports, make recommendations, and try to survive on Horlicks. Mmm, Horlicks. Get some today. Maybe one day we'll escape from this sub-basement, but until that day comes, this city will not improve itself. So here we stay improving things. Now, this meeting is in session. Hello there, sir. Ah, <laughs> hello, good sir. Another fine day for some improvements, I see. Sir, I just I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I could either. I, I was actually reading the, uh, the 1923 Wikipedia entry, uh, not not the not the television series, but the actual the actual thing. And on January 9th, Lithuania is beginning a kind of revolt to annex the Klaipeda region, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So the the bit that I was like I had in the chamber just kind of turned out to be a bit of a damp squib. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> Your bit is a damp squib, sir. <laughs> You should be ashamed to be on this show. Well, welcome to 2023. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I've traveled in time. A hundred years. And you wound up back here in the sub-basement. Right. Actually, I have traveled in time, but, you know, it's slightly over 50 years and it's just the normal rate. Well, congratulations on making it that far. Thank you. I mean, I wish I'd kind of booked a first class ticket when I started the travel journey, but I've been I've been in coach. 50 years and more coach. Paul. Yeah, and I'm sure they've lost your luggage. They have. And have you heard that um, Air Canada, uh, speaking of the Queen City, um, yeah. Air Canada is no longer going to be doing the Regina to Calgary flight. Yeah, what the heck? What the heck indeed? We're just a flyover city now. Well, I mean, there's always WestJet. They're still coming here for now? I believe, I believe so. Sunwing has left us. Yep, Sunwing, someone, someone has said yeah. Sayonara, Sayonara Regina. Um, yet now Air Canada seems to have like abandoned us, but I think we can still go to Edmonton. So okay. not all is lost. I find this very amusing because at some point last year, and I cannot remember when exactly, the airport uh, authority uh, asked for a bunch of money uh, to do things to increase the number of airlines that were coming to Regina and make oh, yeah. us a destination again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like they didn't succeed at that goal. No, I mean, I think to a certain extent, this is not really, you know, global travel and fuel prices and, you know, et cetera, may not be in their control. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is, it is a little, it's sobering to, to watch as the city becomes increasingly stranded. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure one day we'll wake up and it'll be, it'll be like that story about the kid who wishes his entire village away or wishes the world away. It's a good life. That's that's the story. So yeah. there's some kid in Regina who is sitting there, like, like making all this happen with his mind. He's controlling jerk. air travel. Yeah, a jerk. What? What a jerk! Don't. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't go around saying that. You might get. You might get wished away to the cornfield by the kid. So I don't know, man. A cornfield, a nice like change of scenery might not be so bad at this point. <laughs> Please, please turn me into an unmentionable thing and whisk me away to the cornfield with your mind, little kid. We're ready. Far away from the canola, please. Yeah, we don't want to be crushed or crushed. We don't want to be, we don't want to be compacted into a super cluster. 
That would stink. Mm -hmm. While the airlines are leaving us, this is the year, or last year, sorry, 2022 was the year where I discovered that the Rider Express goes to more places than just Saskatoon. And it's an excellent way to to leave here. (laughs) Not that I have, but I've heard it's wonderful. I, I have I have used it to leave the city and return yeah. uh, to the city as well. I wouldn't say it was excellent, but it it's there. Right. Um, yeah, I think I preferred. I mean, just the experience is not nearly as it's not nearly as nice as the uh, as STC. Sure, I'll put it that way. Yep. Uh, especially in Regina, because you you don't there's no real dedicated like hub transport hub like there was with STC. There's like just an office on like 11th, which will drop you off in the middle of the night on the street for yeah. you to uh, figure out how to make your way, uh, which is not really what you want. So. No. Um, early on, uh, when we first started broadcasting uh, Queen City Improvement Bureau meetings on CJTR, uh, the 11th Avenue was going through a whole big rejuvenation and it was pretty mm-hmm. exciting. And I remember being like, really hawkish on 11th Avenue saying this was it. This was the new hotspot in uh, the Queen City. And you, you were totally like, whoa, hold your horses there, sir. I've seen this happen many a time before, and uh, <laughs> they, it doesn't typically last. And you turned out to be right. Well, to be fair, there were, to be fair, there, there were, I mean, there were some encouraging signs. We, yeah. I think our economy was still kind of, there was a little more hustle and bustle at the time. Yeah. Uh, we had not been slapped with like outlandish PST uh, expansions to yeah. restaurants. And uh, you had things like the Artful Dodger, you had you know, artist studios, you know, and you had you know some renovations on the street. And then you had Beak's Chicken for a time. And yeah. now that is mostly gone. So. Yeah. Yeah, there there are there are a couple of like really excellent uh, Chinese restaurants and that and Korean restaurants in that zone. But yeah, yeah, you you don't want to get dumped off there in the middle of the night. No, no, it feels very moribund and a little sinister after dark. But I would, uh, yeah, hopefully though. I mean, there's something really I don't know. What while that was kind of (laughs) almost felt like was being gentrified, which is Mm -hmm. I know not not a it's a bit of a dirty word. but it was for a while there, it was really hopeful to see sort of different businesses and different, you know, different things happening on the street. And yeah. it was reminding me of 20th and uh, 20th uh, Street in Saskatoon, uh, which was sort of, you know, was very gentrified. And you sort of got a real mix of people. And it was, it was interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it is too bad because one of the things that happens when we, um, gentrify an area or like, you know, tear stuff down and rebuild is that you wind up with properties that are far too expensive for anybody, anybody local to rent or like new Mm -hmm. businesses to rent. And there is a lot of like opportunity there for people to rent space. But apparently like a lot of that commercial space in 11th is, you know, so run down that, you know, even people who are, you know, don't have a lot of cash to start a business are still not looking there. And apparently part of the problem, I, I just learned this fairly recently, um, is Sass Drive. Uh, 11th Avenue used to be a main drag oh, to get in and out okay. of downtown. We right. stuck a bunch of one-way streets downtown. We put in Sass Drive. This is like 
decades and decades ago. Mm -hmm. And that just killed 11th Avenue because people had no reason to drive or, you know, or go down 11th Avenue at all. And it's one of the reasons why 13th has survived because it's still a main two-way thoroughfare to get Mm -hmm. to points west and well, and to downtown. And 11th just isn't. Yeah. And frankly, if you, if you, I mean, I I moved here in 89 Mm -hmm. and I remember the promise of 13th in the nineties uh, and it's just, it's not really, it never really fulfilled its promise, I, I think, yeah. um, which is, which maybe it did briefly, but uh, it's, it's not, it's not the same as it used to be. Although there are some, although there are some aspects of it that are really nice. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I yeah. don't want to dwell on that right now. Yeah. Um, one good thing about 11th is it is still like the only way to get from like, you know, the West side of the city from downtown to mm-hmm. the Ukrainian co-op, which is Ooh. still like a fantastic place to shop. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are actually, these are wonderful places in the city that you yeah. wish were just had a little more, I don't know. We, just, we give them a little more care, yeah. uh, you know, but they're, 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 they're the issues that the city seems to excel in creating uh, yeah. for, for our neighborhoods. While we're shouting things out, Along Mm -hmm. 11th Avenue. I also want to mention uh, the Broom Closet and Jessup's General Store, which is uh, right next to, um, that's right next to Pepsi Park. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's phenomenal as well. It is like, if you want like uh, weird uniquery, uniquery, uniqueness when you're shopping, that is the place. Uniquitude. Uniquitude. Yeah. 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 You know what I think? I think, I think people should um, tweet at us or, or message us in some way and tell us what they love about 11th Avenue or other neighborhoods that are not, you know, that are not properly cared for or forefront in people's consciousness. I would love to hear. I would love to hear what's great about what Regina neighborhoods. Yeah. So, so we're not just glooming about it on on the air. Of course uh, there, there is one problem. They won't know who they'll be tweeting at because we haven't done attendance. You're absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Um, okay, let me let me get my. Uh, hmm. yes, so uh, first off, we have uh, ooh Dunworthy Deschen the fourth man about town. Oh, that's me. Oh, okay, excellent. That's yeah. your 1923 version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's in case you're in case you're curious. Yeah. That would be uh, the flapper me. The flapper you. Yeah. Uh, and as and as for me, um, apparently. Uh, I don't exist in 1923 because of my Irish heritage. I wasn't allowed in. So, well, so certainly like, not. Certainly not this late in the evening. That's for sure. That's right. I said you get out of here, you. Yeah, yeah I, you, you subhuman Irish. There's woman. no potatoes said, here for you, sir. And <laughs> is what I say as as a as a proper Irishman of the early 20th century. Anyways, you're Aidan Morgan. Yes, in case that's right. Wondering. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, well, the, name, both... the name kind of gives away the Irish heritage there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we're finally in order. Everything else that we've done uh, in this meeting is not in order. But uh, Okay. So all of the earlier stuff that was out of order and should be stricken from the official work. Yes. We do have an agenda, but I should mention we're at 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Mm-hmm. And we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau. And uh, we have to do a bit of a bit of cleaning up. There was some business from 2022 that we didn't get to, and uh, 
It's kind of important, I think, a little important. And it is uh, the F.W. Hill Mall and the revehicularization thereof. Ooh, yeah. the, the, the possible encarification. Well, tell us uh, what uh, some background, some backstory on this, sure. on this hot take inducing phenomenon. Well, the um, F.W. Hill Mall, it was uh, in the 1970s. It was uh, shut down during a revitalization period downtown in the 70s, and they blocked it off from traffic. And it was like the only pedestrian-only street that we had in our city. And uh, it stood like that for, I guess that's what, 40 years now? 40-something years like that? Um since then, we saw the addition of the, well, I guess we call it the Pat Fiaco Plaza now, which I'm really not comfortable with. Uh, the Fiaco Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember. Um, that ended, they, they finished putting that together in the early, late 2000s, mm-hmm. uh, early 2010s, I think, actually, come to yep. think of it. Yeah, I remember, I remember working uh, in a building abutting Scarth Street downtown. While they were doing the, the construction, yeah, and that was also supposed to be a pedestrian strip. At sort of, it originally think, was. It was I originally supposed you, to have cars. Sorry, really was it? Okay, yeah. I, th- I just thought it was originally supposed to be pedestrian only. But I guess it makes sense that it would be. Yeah, that because uh, you know, remember when it was first constructed, it was still quite wide and yeah. lots of room for cars. Okay, there is. Hang on a second, German word for street that shares cars and actually i don't think it's german now Wunerf. it's not german it's belgian so it was supposed to be a Wunerf, and a Wunerf is a street that cars can drive on but it's pedestrian pedestrians are supposed to be the primary users and so cars are supposed to adjust their speed to the pedestrians and keep well, that is for the pedestrians that is a laughable idea. Imagine, imagine a car, which is essentially our God, mm-hmm. being asked to like adjust its speed for some lonely like two leg, uh, you know those those weird apes that we call human beings. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, only, I don't see it happening. Only a Belgian could come up with an idea <laughs> like that. <laughs> only an arrogant two legged Belgian. Yeah, who would think this would fly in in a city like Regina? Um, yeah, no, I, okay. Yes. I remember this more clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And legend has it, and this is the, this is the story, the legend that, uh, former counselor Wade Murray and former mayor, uh, Pat Fiaco, uh, created on the floor of council was that Wade Murray was up in the mayor's office and he was looking out the window at what was then the uh, city center plaza or the city center square plaza, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was seeing it and he was looking at it. It was just finishing up. They just finished it and they hadn't opened it to traffic yet. And people were wandering around on it. He was like, how can we, how can we ruin this beautiful space by letting cars drive on it? And he, you know, he shared that, that moment of realization with, with Mayor Pat Fiaco. And the mayor was like, you, you know, you're right. You're, this is crazy. We can't do that. So they went to council with this whole plan to like reverse course and say, Woonerf, no. And they, uh, they proposed that it would be shut and be kept strictly for pedestrians. City administration had been doing all this planning around, you know, we would have 
FW Hill Mall as a pedestrian strip, and then we would have the City Square Plaza as a Woonerf, sort of, I don't know, at a right angle to it. And they were like, whoa, guys, we have a whole downtown traffic plan to consider here. We can't just go closing streets like crazy. Mm-hmm. So they hired, a, they hired a consultant, as we are wont to do. And it was the consultant who came up with what we ended up with, which is the crazy thing where we have, we have all these posts jammed into this wonderful German stone that we had imported to make up the surface of the plaza to guide westbound traffic coming into the plaza up to the north. And then people who want to go further west have to come south and head west out of the plaza. Well, I would never advocate for murder. I just want you to know that about me. I'm not the kind of guy who would advocate for murder, but I think we should murder that consultant. (laughs) Just, just, just murder that whole firm, right? Just, just right off the cliff or however, however you like to murder. I I wouldn't, I would, I'm not the kind of guy who's thought about enough to think of a method for murdering these consultants. With strychnine, I you know I, I'd love to yes and that, but it, it is murder, which right, I think yeah. legally, if I yes and that, I'm, I could be complicit. Yeah, no, there's yeah, like once you start improving the murder, yeah. like then it becomes a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because improv is already a crime anyway, so murder improv, it, like it just you're just compounding it. Uh, I'm going to say, well, maybe. Maybe there were other factors they were trying to consider, like that we were supposed to implement this, see how it worked for a few years, and then have another uh, have another report and right. talk about it. And this actually was the, around the time that uh, people started talking about the fact that uh, the FW Hill Mall wasn't its pedestrianness mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily supposed to be eternal. Uh, around the time that we were deciding what to do with the FW Hill Mall, it was raised that um, the FW, sorry, while we were discussing what to do with the plaza, it was raised that FW Hill Mall had been turned into a pedestrian zone in such a way that it could be reversed if traffic patterns changed or needs changed. And right. we had to like, so this was supposed to be considered in an up, well, in the transportation master plan and in some kind of like updated look at the downtown, the question of what do we do with FW Hill mall? Now that we have this weird traffic, pedestriany fusion, I don't know, fountain of cars. That is the Pat Fiaco Plaza. Yeah. And of cars. very dangerous having yes. a fountain of cars, just terrible planning. Yeah. This, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that this idea of turning the FW Hill mall back into uh, a route for cars was being considered back when we were talking about the plaza. And it was also something that, you know, the, the original designers had in mind when they put it together the way they did. Um, mm. Things things have been added to it, like the, um, the George Fafard statue on the south end, that was added in later. Mm-hmm. And if they are to reverse course and turn FW Hill Mall into a car-friendly street again, uh, that would have to be moved. Probably, t- I would bet you it goes to the plaza, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, I, believe, I believe you meant Joe Fafard, by the way. Who did I say? 
said George Fafard. George? <laughs> which which I'm sure I was like, I know you don't actually mean that you think I know you don't actually think that Joe Fafard is George Fafard, but it would be funny if, if that were the case. Yeah. I'm from an alternate 2023. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's the Mandela effect. Um, or maybe, maybe they made a mistake and they got a guy named George Fafard to do that. Yeah. That sculpture. And then they were like, and he was like, ah, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm, I'm a mechanic, but why not? Says George. Here we are 2023. Well, at the end of 2022, turns out the city of Regina has a tender out looking for consultants to figure out what to do with the FW Hill mall. And in their, um, in this call for tenders, they mentioned that what they're trying to do is revitalize the city center. And so they want to consider, should we turn FW Hill Mall into, you know, a street that traffic can be on? Now, it wouldn't be like four lanes of cars barreling up and down at 60 kilometers per hour. It would probably be mm. a nerve. And right. in fact, when questioned about this on the CBC, Mayor Masters was asked, you know, what would this look like if we were to allow cars back on it? Um Mayor Masters talks about this street in Halifax called Argyle Street, which they're able to close off for festivals, for patio use, for street fairs. That's a quote from Mayor Masters. And uh, then she went on to say, on a day like today, it, could, um, it, the Scar Street Mall, could be open for very slow traffic to drive us through and drop folks off. Scar Street Mall is a significant, is in significant disrepair right now. And we often hear about how hard it is for wheelchairs and folks with accessibility issues to get comfortably down that road. So. That's Mayor Masters. And what she is describing is a one earth. And she's also describing the original plan for the city square plaza for Pat Fiaco Plaza that was abandoned because uh, the mayor and a city councilor wanted to keep it close to traffic. And then a consultant came along and said, well, let's kind of do something halfway in between. Hmm. Yeah, that's where we're at. And no decisions have been made. And we don't know how much, if any, People will be consulted on what the end result is going to be. But uh, clearly, there is some business interest in opening that street up to traffic. Apparently, it's a different, it's a difficult place if you have a restaurant there for cars to, you know, pick up and draw, like to pick up food from. So, yeah, apparently the business interest wants it open. We'll see if that's what happens. Hmm. Yeah. And I also find it interesting. One of the things that uh, Mayor Masters raised, Judith Verisuk, friend of the show, from the Regina mm-hmm. Downtown Business Improvement District, they've pointed out how, you know, the street uh, is treacherous for people in high heels. It's not great for, for wheelchairs. And it seems because of this, because it's kind of like a pedestrian nightmare because of disrepair, uh, they want to just like put cars on it. And you know how like, how gentle cars are known for being on city infrastructure. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, I, I want to come back to this, but we do have to go to... Uh, innovative revenue tools right now because we're a bit over time very nice but yeah so we will go to the pre-recorded innovative revenue tools right now good day to you mr and mrs queen city this is your news of yesterday today dateline friday january 12 1923 from the pages of the regina morning leader newspaper headline Germany protests to England over French advance, claims Franco-Belgian occupation a breach of Versailles Treaty. French now ready to talk to Germans in Essen. Britain is watchfully waiting. 
The German ambassador says Franco-Belgian action is a threefold breach of the Versailles Treaty, and his government protests the unheard of oppression, contrary to treaty and international law. But they say they do not intend to meet force with force, nor answer a breach of the treaty by disengaging from said treaty. Cause for optimism in Europe. Forward into the 20th century. I'm sure this won't end horribly in a number of years. Update! Young ladies have been nominated to competition for the title of Queen of Regina's Winter Carnival. Nominees include Miss Phyllis Secord, nominated by the United Commercial Travelers, and Miss Dorothy Ball, nominated by Cecil Rhodes IODE. Find photostatic images of the young misses in the January 12th, 1923 Morning Leader. View them with your own ocular orbs, then hie thee to the offices of the Leader Publishing Limited, where ballot boxes have been installed so that you may vote for the young lady you consider the most accomplished and most comely. Ad break! For fountain pen indigestion, call for Carter's Fountain Pen Ink, made in Canada. Item! Her three children had whooping cough. Many mothers make the mistake of thinking whooping cough is not of serious importance, but it is one of the most dangerous of infant diseases, causing more deaths than scarlet fever, typhoid, or diphtheria. Uh, that's why, when a child contracts whooping cough, it is highly recommended that mothers everywhere reach for Dr. Wood's Norway Pine Syrup. It clears clogged air passages of mucus and phlegm. Dr. Wood's Norway Pine Syrup, because the whooping cough vaccine hasn't been invented yet. Boy, what we wouldn't give for safe and effective vaccines and the end to respiratory illnesses they provide. But until then, it's Dr. Wood's Norway Pine Syrup for you. Women's Interest, Society and Fashion page. Have you heard, ladies? Mr. and Mrs. H.C. Watson of Redlin are registered at the King's. Mr. and Mrs. J.A. Goddard of Lebden are spending a few days in the Queen City, as are Mr. and Mrs. R.A. Porter of Shonavon. Mrs. O.E. Rothwell and her daughters Margaret and Betty left Saturday for Medicine Hat and Calgary, where they will visit friends. And Mr. and Mrs. Geo Douglas of 2322 Ray Street were taken by surprise a few nights ago by a score of young people who came to their home. Music and dancing were enjoyed. Vocal solos were given by Miss Grace Russell, piano solos by Mr. Adams, and bagpipe solos by Mr. Douglas. A welcome entertainment for all involved, except save the bagpipes. And now, Good Morning by Archibald McSpoof says McSpoof. In order that the regal duties of the carnival will not fall too heavily upon the shoulders of one individual, Good Morning intends to provide a carnival king to keep Regina's Carnival Queen company. Vote as many times as you wish. The following nominations for Carnival King have been received. Duke Keats, representing the Amalgamated Society of Dukes, Duchesses, and Dutch Cheeses. Helgi Bostrom, supported by his father-in-law. Gordon Garfield Steves, nominated by Gordon Garfield Steves, and supported by Mr. G.G. Steves Esquire. Brinkworth, the golfer, candidate of the United Farmers. What he lacks in distance, he makes up for in depth. And finally, Murray Bays, supported by a swivel chair. Haha, <laughs> got you there, Murray. Always some hilarity in Archibald McSpoof's Good Morning Newspapery. 
And that was your news of yesterday, today, from the January 12th, 1923 Regina Morning Leader, and read to you by the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Now, forward to the future. We're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. What are those strange products from the future? I don't understand any of them. Uh, mostly it's just like shows at venues in Regina, is my <laughs> guess. <laughs> what? We have venues? Yeah. I, thought, I thought we were still under prohibition over here. Fewer than we had in the 1920s, I think. How about that entertainment tax? Is that still a thing? Oh my God. Well, we'll get into that because a hundred years later... We revisited the entertainment tax. I know um, that's that's just that that blows my mind, frankly. All right. So before innovative revenue tools, we were talking about this idea of um, restoring cars to the FW Hill Mall, which is our only you know hundred percent pedestrian street in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, talked a bit about the background of it. Uh, I have to say, and like I mean, you can you can argue with me if you wish. But I'm actually not opposed to this. And I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this because I'm a cheerleader for cars. As you know, I think there are every, everything bad about our cities in North America is a result of cars and trucks. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. The noise, the fact that we're all unhealthy, uh, the fact that there's nothing to do and that we pay so much in taxes and that the planet is dying underneath our feet is a result of cars. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a car, a cheerleader for cars. So this is actually coming from a place of despair that I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we should just do it. I think we should just open FW Hill Mall up to cars. And I, I have two reasons. First of all, when we put in the plaza intersecting FW Hill Mall at right angles, it just messed up the feng shui for the entire downtown. It was... A terrible plan. Uh, before before the plaza was built, and when they were talking about the Regina Downtown Neighborhood Plan, and they were consulting with businesses, and there had been this idea of a plaza somewhere in downtown being floated, but it had, location hadn't been decided. I spoke to Robert Gardikiotis, who has since passed on, but mm-hmm. he was the owner of Copper Kettle, and uh, you know that whole strip of buildings there fabulous man who, you know, should be remembered, not just for, you know, having like this restaurant, but also being like the guy who squatted in downtown for the decades when all the businesses were fleeing to the suburbs and all the people were fleeing to the suburbs. And he stayed there. And he said it was because he knew that, you know, the heart of the city is it's downtown and people will come back someday because we need this. And he did. And he was right of a sort. Um, And when I spoke to him about, you know, this idea that, you know, they're talking about a plaza, he's like, I love the idea. I want it right in front of O'Hanlon's. I think it should run straight up here and all the way into the FW Hill Mall. It should Mm -hmm. just run straight up the street. It would be great. We've got all these businesses here. Run it straight up here. He was ignored. They put the plaza in front of the Hill Tower and the uh, the Novia building, the uh, Gordon Block. Mm -hmm. And this was a building that had a restaurant in it, but it was a building that was falling apart due to just like total lack of, you know, care, like just total neglect. It was 
clearly being demolished through neglect. And that has continued. And shortly after the plaza opened, the Harvard Company closed the Novia down, shuttered the building and asked if they could tear it down and turn it into a parking lot. And they have continued to like suggest they're going to tear that building down. So we have our plaza, our main plaza, which is supposed to be north looking. That's where our stage is, where, you know, the buildings on one side are side. There's like a derelict building. There's an underused building. And there's like some kind of like finance building that the Mm -hmm. federal government owns that, you know, very sort of like not very open or inviting looking. And then again, another building that has no access or anything on the South face into the plaza. So we created this blank wall of despair. That's our plaza. Yep. We could have had it running straight down Scar Street with, you know, going concerns of businesses opening right onto it. We could have had a promenade that ran all the, for mm-hmm. two blocks up Scar Street. And that intersection could have been, you know, like a rotunda. There could have been like a thing in the middle that people would drive around. I don't know. Could have done stuff, but we could didn't. Have. So we, I, we, we just kind of mucked things up. And so we have these two things intersecting each other and they don't like cars, that intersection, that corner where they meet is a car corner. So you have to like weasel your way around the cars to go from one semi-pedestrian zone to a pedestrian zone. Mm-hmm. And then our plaza is sort of for cars, sort of isn't. The cars don't even really know. Sometimes they drive through or over the, you know, the things that are supposed to stop them from driving straight down the street. They don't care. They're cars. So they just keep going. So we screwed up our chance to have a lovely promenade down there. And it just doesn't work, I would say. Um, just the feng shui of it doesn't work, having these two things intersect. No. The other reason, the other reason I'm in favor of opening it up is just like I give up. This is the only solution we have to any problem is more cars. We need parking, <laughs> we need surface parking, we need mm-hmm. car access. We don't know how to do anything else. So right. congratulations. Here's your other here's another street for cars. You win. So um I suspect it's just <laughs> gonna be right. <laughs> I suspect it's just going to be opened up. I've actually seen some drawings of what it could look like, and it'll be fine. Uh, the, there is a, um, it has been pointed out that the trees there are going to die. They've always been short and stunted. And hopefully, if they put new trees in, they will do a better job. There's no saving them because we set them up to die. Hopefully, if we put new trees in, we won't do something that silly. Or we'll, I don't know, nice shrubs. Oh, what is fake this trees. Like we could do metaphor. fake trees or we could do what we did on the plaza, which is put girders in the ground and put like <laughs> wavy things between them right. to suggest waviness. Which seems to be like a weird suggestion of kind of like an abstract marine setting. Mm-hmm. There's stanchions, there's waves. There's, and I'm like, that's very odd for a city in the middle of the prairies would not even near a natural body of water. Just yeah. Do you know? Pathway. Do you know how those happen? I I used to. I have I have forgotten. So if you want to refresh my memory, I would not be averse to that. Um. Yeah. Sorry to mansplain about the plaza, <laughs> but so Kohlmeyer, uh, I don't remember his name, but the guy who ran like the principal for Kohlmeyer and Associates, the people who right. designed the plaza. Um. So they're sort of like grounding principle for the plaza were these cortin steel. That's the big gibbety 
um, light standards in the stage, like the steel on there that's all rusty, that's called Corten steel. And the mm-hmm. steel, like it gets a patina like copper does, but it's it looks like it looks brown and rusty and gross. Yeah. Like copper. Uh, it's, it's gross patina for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, they already had the idea. They had to take the trees out because the trees had to go for similar reasons. They, they weren't touching, they were stunted and they weren't going to live forever. The trees mm-hmm. on the North side, but they needed some kind of like shade solution. So they were going to stick girders. And we knew that because it was kind of the organizing principle, this Corten steel. And they had a bunch of these like wavy pieces of metal, these arced pieces of metal that they had salvaged from some kind of like aviation structure that they had torn down. And so they just slapped them on in kind of a random pattern. Uh, I, you know, the guy's no artist. He admitted it himself. He just thought it would look cool and provide some shade. And some shade is exactly what they provide. Some very little shade. Or, or like squirrels and whatnot and and seagulls. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And snakes. I, I and imagine snakes. they would work perfectly for snakes. Yeah, they would. They would actually cast, they because they, they do cast shadows the, about the width of your average snake. So there we yeah. go. Yeah. And I think they were supposed to kind of like evoke, you know, like trees, but they really don't. No, no. I mean, that's why I thought they were probably, like, I thought they were supposed to look like waves. So yeah, the more fool me, I guess. And, you know, all this talk about the plaza is just reminding me that the city sued Colmeyer and Associates over mm. the plaza, over the design being like, uh, like really over budget and yeah. late and stuff. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if it ever really came out how that court case went. I imagine that means it was settled, but probably, yeah, huh. yeah. Uh, the plaza was also supposed to have was supposed to have two. We've talked about this before. It's supposed to have two little kiosks. They only managed to build one like ten years later. Um, and because it was over budget and it was also supposed to have a fountain. It was supposed to have dancing waters fountain on the stage that could be closed to turn the stage back into a stage. It was supposed to do double, do do double business. And we have the, the hardware for a dancing waters fountain in city hall somewhere or in one of their storage sites, uh, going unused. So maybe we could put that with the glockenspiel. Yeah. Around the glockenspiel. That's right. You know what I wonder about? When I, when I first moved here, there mm-hmm. used to be like a trolley on Scarth Street Mall. Mm. It was out of service. It was well, it was in use as like a tourist information booth. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, it went away one day. And maybe I don't even think I was living here when it, uh, was take, when it was taken away. But I'm curious whether it was scrapped altogether or whether it's sitting moldering in some, you know, some industrial yard somewhere. That's a good question. I can't believe that it was that late. And can, can we and can we set Kenton de Jong on, on the city about this? Yeah. yeah, I think we should. Yeah, we'll send send him a we'll send him a message. See if you can find our lost streetcar. <laughs> we'll have to we'll, we'll have to activate Kenton, yeah. our, our sleeper <laughs> agent for the yeah. Pull him out of cryo sleep. Ah, <laughs> oh, guys, how's it going? What is it? Is it what is it now? Two, is it two thousand five? Uh, sure, sure it is. <laughs> Uh, apparently the streetcar tracks, that's one of the reasons why the Plaza project was late is because there were streetcar tracks had just been paved over. So they had to get them out. Yeah. Streetcar tracks, power lines, uh, various, various bits of infrastructure that nobody seemed to know existed. Uh, not even the companies that had put them there. Nope. 
All right. So that is uh, that was kind of the last story from uh, 2023, apart from the budget, of course. But yeah, mm-hmm. there was like the whole story about uh, FW Hill Mall and whether or not it should be reopened to cars. And I guess we'll find out in the next few months uh, mm-hmm. if that were to happen. And I do have a one or two solutions. Oh, to, good. To the problem, just 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 off the top of my head. I mean, this is. I mean, th- this is how good I am at improving things. I just. I just sit down without any research or expertise. I just, I just come up with the way to fix everything. Okay. And it, inv- it involves the trolley. And, but instead of a trolley for people, we have a great big trolley for cars that takes us from Scarth and 11th to Scarth and 12th. You can load up a couple of cars well, very slowly, take you down one end and then. Then you wait for, I don't know, 30 minutes or whatever. We can pretend in the keeping with the nautical theme that I imagined was right. happening, but wasn't. Uh, like, like it can just be like a ferry that goes at like, you know, twice a day or something. But everybody would be there because for the for the Regina land ferry. I love it. We'll be like, who nerf you, we'll say, and nobody will know what we mean. But who nerf? Not you nerf. It's a who nerf. I don't know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> What's our next you, topic, Paul? Do you know where you're talking about this? And making no sense, 91.3 FM, CJTR, tuned into the community, and we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. And we're talking about- That much about, we can be certain of. Yeah. We're talking about 2022 here at the start of 2023, and uh, some news that we had to catch up on. And I thought that we should also do a quick year in review, where we like yes. go over all the big things that happened in 2022, uh, because it was- you know, we got a new council. I guess they're like halfway through their first term. So they're really not that new anymore, but they are sufficiently like they still feel new. And that mm-hmm. first, the brand new first year was crazy because it was like six new people on council, brand new mayor. Right. Everything was like, what's going to happen next? But year two, holy crap. It was, it was bonkers. The, 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 the cracks in the, in the factions began to, to right. show. Like an yeah. over, like a like a piece of pottery overheated in the kiln. Yeah, cracks began to show. Yeah, yeah, or like a cobblestone on FW Hill Mall. Oh, nice. So I thought we would run through month to month. Uh, oh yes, I've got like a list here. Uh, so go all the way back to January of 2022. What was everybody talking about? Laneway Suites, like it was 2015. So yeah, laneway suites were like made the law of the land. You can have laneway suites now in all the zones where laneway suites are allowed. It's no longer a pilot. Uh, Also, uh, this was when the Broad Street Rapid Housing Project kind of launched and people started Mm -hmm. talking about it was in January. And this this comes up for the next few months and leads to so much craziness. Um, This was also January is the month for the inaugural Frost Regina Festival. Ooh, that was, remember how cold that was? Wow. Yeah, yeah that was, was one some, of the coldest nights of the year, if yeah. I recall. Yeah, but it was a good time. And we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting ready for uh, Frost number two. So hopefully it will be another big success. Hey, mm-hmm. we were just talking about the plaza uh, and this is Frost related. There is a new warming shack slash, uh, you know, skate uh, getting place on the plaza that's uh, kind of semi-permanent um, i just saw it today for the first time actually yeah yeah it's pretty nice yeah so you can go in there you can get like skates for free if you need them because mm-hmm. the ice rink is right next door and you can get croca curling rocks 
which are just curling rocks that you croak a curl with. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they've got some young folks in there who can help you out. And uh, yeah, so, and that's all related to, there's going to be frost stuff on the plaza. And so there will be a warming shack right next to the ice rink. Uh, February, Canada in crisis. Oh, convoy crisis. Convoy. Yeah. They had a great big convoy. They did. Um, not as much fun as the movie. Well, no. not that the movie was that much fun. No, and not nearly as catchy as the song. True, very true. Uh, and so in February, we interviewed uh, David Fraser, uh, who was a Leader Post, Leader Post, yeah, Leader Post uh, writer and reporter who moved out to Ottawa with like apparently nine tenths of all journalists who've ever worked in Regina. They've all wound up in Ottawa now and have like, you know, sugar jobs at the Canada, you know, Canada Press and the I mean, CBC and stuff. Ottawa, it's the Regina of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the Regina of Ontario. <laughs> so, yeah, we had uh, David Fraser on. He gave us the lowdown on that. So if you want to go back into our February archives, you can find that interview. It's really good. It was great hearing from David. Um, that was also the month, February, was when the city manager was let go by surprise. Oh, right. That was Chris Holden. Just got dumped. Just disappeared in the night. We, the story that we were told was that there's all this work on a... Uh, an efficiency office was being developed and uh, council wanted to go in a new aggressive forward direction uh, for the city. And so it was time to transition to new leadership in the administration. And uh, the story also goes, it was a mutual departure between Chris Holden and the city. But I don't know about you, but I haven't spoken to Chris Holden. No. So I have my notes. Um, All right. What happens next? March. We interviewed Jared Clark, Sherrod Clark, our old intern. Oh, our intern. Yeah. And he was in town. We was in the sub basement to talk about the sustainability framework, which was uh, there was like a whole bunch of, you know, local um, environmentalists who were working hard to make sure that city administration and uh, city council took uh, their commitment to put together a sustainability framework seriously. And Jared came on to talk about, you know, the importance of municipalities taking their climate obligations seriously. Mm-hmm. That was good to see oh, him again. I, I knew that crazy kid could make it. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even bring us a coffee though, even out of old, you know, old time's sake. Or any beans. Remember, remember when he was an intern, he'd bring us beans. Oh man, those were the days. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a good intern. He probably should have taken over our show. Probably. If there was any justice in the universe. But there is not. Sadly. Um, later that month, we also interviewed Graham Kondo, who is like this unsung media superhero in the city of Regina. He's the guy who runs the cameras for every single council meeting and uh, uh, committee meeting and for Access TV. And they post them on the internet so that we can all enjoy them in the convenience of our own house. He has to lock himself in a, in a sweaty little booth in Henry Baker Hall and record those those shows, shows, those meetings for us for hours, the poor man. Mm. But yes. uh, yeah, that was also a fun interview. Um, May was Eurovision. I'm sure other stuff happened, but all I remember is Eurovision. Huh. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, somewhere around this time, though, is when uh, the debate over the rapid housing initiative on Broad Street happened. And that was when Councillor Shaw said some incendiary things. Mm-hmm. about uh, Indigenous people and the futility of investing in ending homelessness when there are people 
who may not want to ever be housed. That's right. So we should just we should just let everyone. Just, you know, I don't even I don't even want to dignify this one with a joke. That that's still that still annoys me. Half a year later, I'm like, no, that's still stupid. Yeah. Um, in June, uh, we found out that uh, there was a bunch of money, like 138 million dollars, that the city had from infrastructure funding from the the federal government. Actually, like a portion of it was from the federal government, a portion of it, a smaller portion was from the province and an even smaller portion was from us. We put it all together. It was like $138 million that was to go to support transit infrastructure, which we're in desperate need of. And the city decided, hey, we're going to use it to pay for a new uh, indoor aquatic facility. And this went through, there was, there was some objection. Some people said, well, Hey, why don't we use it to like fix lead pipes or some other infrastructure thing? Um, But at no point was it ever considered to be used for transit, which is what the money was supposed to be used for. (laughs) And so that application is expected. I think it's the deadline is this March. So they had to get approval from council and now they're hoping to put the application in in March. Uh, And so the fact that this money was originally transit money has kind of been forgotten over the last few months, but this is when it happened was in June. We had interviews with Councillor Stevens and B.A. Johnston, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then in July, we found out what all this infrastructure money going to pools was about, because this is when the catalyst stuff dropped was mm. in early July. Well, July 11th, I believe it was. That's when they, that's when they installed the catalytic converter into, into, into our city. Yeah. yeah. Um, the indoor aquatic center, because they now had like a funding source, they brought their report forward in July. And, uh, at the same time, the same meeting real came forward and said, we want an arena and we're thinking about putting it downtown. And we discovered that the arena planning strategy committee that real had put together had been doing a lot more work than just planning for the arena. They had been instructed to plan for, they were making plans for where the indoor aquatic center should go. And they were also talking about the downtown library. And they were talking about a new soccer facility and a baseball facility. And they had a grand scheme on where to put all of these things. And this basically took over my brain for the rest of 2022. Uh, pretty this, much. This whole, yeah, I apologize. I imagine it's gotten pretty tedious, but this report is expected any day now. Mid-January of 2023 is when the report they struck a catalyst committee on Jan- on July 11th, and they've been trying to decide, this committee's gotten together to try and decide where these facilities should go, what order they should be built in, what kind of funding they should be accessing. And that report is coming imminently. I expect it's going to be more towards the end of January, if not February, mm-hmm. but we were promised mid-January that we would see this report. Uh, in July, so we have the catalyst committee on one hand, and then it, we ter- it turns out that there are two complaints with the integrity commissioner against Councillor Tarina Shaw, and those go nowhere. Um, right. Councillor Shaw, the, the, there was one about her statements uh, with regards to homeless people, Indigenous people, and the Rapid Housing Initiative. And uh, there was another from Councillor Andrew Stevens, a uh, big character in this season of Regina City Hall. Um, which he actually said that, you know, he kind of wished he could have taken it back because he and Councillor Shaw had had a conversation and then worked things out. But uh, that wasn't a possibility. August, my brain was eaten up by the Catalyst Committee. September is when we learned that uh, the Integrity Commissioner wasn't going to be issuing any sort of like formal sanctions against Councillor Shaw. 
Counselor Shaw apologized, saying that she has a brain injury. Right. And uh, it means that she has like some impulse control issues. And that's why she has a tendency to stay, say things that are unfortunate because she's not really thinking when she says things. You know, I can relate. Yeah, me too. Uh, the uh, movie tax, the entertainment tax we were talking about earlier after a hundred years, uh, we finally decided that perhaps we need to revisit this and city council decided to cut the movie tax in half. And next year in the next budget, we're going to get rid of it entirely. In October, <laughs> Councillor Bershani took, Councillor Stevens had like, you know, a year earlier had like put through a motion asking administration to look into getting rid of parking minimums, you know, in the city. Councillor Bershani took that motion, flipped it on its head and turned it into a motion to consider expanding parking minimums for certain types of developments. So the effort to get rid of parking minimums is dead and we will probably see parking minimums expanded. November, you and I did the catalyst survey on air. Mm -hmm. That was enjoyable. And then in December, the city budget boondoggle where uh, Councillor LeBlanc uh, with the backing of Councillor Andrew Stevens and uh, the mighty Florence Stratton, uh, uh, they Councillor LeBlanc had like asked that um, a plan to end homelessness, a funding line, be in the budget in the 2023 budget. He had reasserted that in the middle of the year. Administration had not done that, so he took the city manager to court. A brand new city manager, by the way, who was replacing Councillor Holden, or sorry, City Manager Holden, who'd been let go earlier in the year. And uh, yeah, Councillor uh, LeBlanc's uh, legal challenge did not go through. Uh, the judge decided that there was, you know, everything was available in the Cities Act to solve this problem within City Council. Did not need to go to the courts. Uh, so we had our budget day and, um, so the mayor and Councillor Brashani just basically asked for the budget to be cut by $2.9 million. There was no funding for that $2.9 million. So we effectively passed an unbalanced budget. We did not pass any new funding to end homelessness. Uh, and we, uh, then we're, hammered by some of the worst snows that we've seen in years. We had reduced the reserves for uh, road maintenance, winter road maintenance. And uh, as a result, we've been, the the uh, winter road maintenance department has been just hammered. They are failing to clean up mm -hmm. the streets. But on, you know, at the same time, we also have to find $2.9 million in efficiency savings somewhere at City Hall, even though uh, we're already in the red, thanks to the winter. So that was 2022 in a nutshell. Wow. It's a real banger of a year. It really was. Oh. City manager fired. Integrity mm -hmm. commissioner complaints against a city councillor. Uh, councillor takes the city manager to court. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that the Yuletide season has like brought our councillors together and restored harmony at city hall uh i can't wait we've got a meeting uh first meetings coming up i believe next week the 18th or something like that and we'll see if uh things are more friendly but things were very very tense at the tail end of the year at uh, yeah. henry baker hall all right and on that note we are over time and we should probably have line this up all right well i move to adjourn i second that motion well then Motion is passed. Meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 99.3 FM CGTR, Regina Community Radio. Tune into the community. You can find us at 
91.3 FM, also uh, on cgtr.ca. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, various places. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Queen City IB or website queencityib.com. Um, yeah, Thursday evenings, 7 to 8, Monday, 3 to 4. Man, oh, man. You know, I don't even know. There's going to be music and programming and stuff. Uh, we're also going to say goodbye to one of the greats. Uh, Nerdcore Cabaret is off the air now. Um, Falling out for Maddie. Yeah. But, you know, there'll be more coming. There'll be more programming. Always. Good night, everybody. Keep on improving, John.